Hey everyone, it's um, Be Still Be Free, and I am Monica, and I'm here with Sarah today. Hey guys. We are here to kick off our brand new series yes. for 2019. We hope, first of all, that you enjoyed last week's kind of catch up about life events and mm-hmm. what's going on in the Goatee household. You listened to me talk for 50 minutes. <laughs> I don't like it. It was so I'm shy. good. There's I don't so like much, to talk. There's so much wisdom she was oh. dropping. So go back and listen. It's just a fun conversation about significant life change in the right. last few months. Palms open, baby. Palms, Palms open. open, but great stuff. Nothing drastic. So it's interesting. You're calling this be thoughtful. I put it down as be thinkers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But I like to be thoughtful. I never thought about thoughtful. Interesting. I kind of like be thinkers too. I don't know. What do you think? I had, I kind of just, for some reason, I felt like we talked Mull about it. But maybe oh, I'm can. sure we did. I'm sure it is in the email that you sent me. But as I'm living life right now, yeah. I'm not no, like, no, no. paying attention to everything as much we as made, I ought to be. So I said be thoughtful, but we'll, you'll find out when you <laughs> press play what we ended up calling it. <laughs> when you see the graphic, <laughs> you'll know what our decision was. Yeah. We'll see where we netted out. The Lord will reveal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we are kicking off an entire series on our thought life on what we think about, on um, how we set our minds. And as you, I don't know if anyone really knows, it's been so long, but I used to have a blog that um, Mm. was called Elevate Ideas. Mm -hmm. And it was all centered around the verse that we're going to be talking about, which is Philippians 4, 8. I didn't know that. Which was... I mean, I probably knew it at one time. the very beginning stages, like that was the graphic was part of that verse. How long ago did you start that? Um, It was before Paxson was born. Um, and he was born in 09. So it was like 07. That's crazy. Like, yeah, it was 07. I think when I started Monica is a fantastic blogger. She's a fantastic writer. Oh, well, like in, in now that you guys have listened to her voice, when she writes, you can hear it as if she's reading it to you. Oh, I feel that way about John Maxwell. I don't feel that way about all speakers, but there's, I don't know. There's certain words and your voice and everything just so go together. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I I miss, I miss writing a lot, but also at the same time, my creed, um, God told me a long time ago, it's not a, don't get the message mixed up with what the method is. Like, don't get so focused on the method. You lose sight of the message. So I've I've been very palms up about all of that. So I'm like, well, my creative cup is getting filled through podcasting and what we're doing here at be still be free. So every once in a while I'll get the writing Mm -hmm. bug, but it's not like, I feel like. I'm missing something great mm-hmm. because the message is the message mm-hmm. and what we're doing at be still be free is still the elevate ideas message just in a different in a way different context, different format, but we're really going to dig into the, to the message now. Yes, so, we are. um, so, you know, it was always this goal of thinking higher, changing your mindset, setting your mind on things above, um, to get past the horizontal and focus on the vertical. And we've talked about how we, I think sometimes we wait for life to just change instead mm-hmm. of being an active participant in the change. Yes. Yes. And the Bible has so much to say about our minds and our thought life. And so I'm going to just very quickly go through this quick list. I'm not going to give you the references. This will all be on the website if you want to go back to it. Um, But we are told to set our mind on things above, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think on things that are good, true, noble, lovely, admirable, worthy, 
As you think in your heart, so are you, have the mind of Christ, think of God who watches through the night, be stimulated to wholesome thinking, keep your mind steadfast, set your mind to gain understanding, love the Lord with all your mind, govern your mind by the spirit, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, a calm and undisturbed mind and heart are life and health to the body. Um, And I used to, I used to joke back in the day that, you know, if Jesus was on Twitter, elevate ideas would probably be trending as a hashtag all the time. Like just... (laughs) Change your perspective and your mindset mm-hmm. about everything. Just oh. flip it upside down and try to see it from a holy point of view. Well, you know that um, this is a really big topic for me. Mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> Get a little geeked up, Get a little some geeked would say. Um, and one of my new favorite modern experts on the idea is Dr. Carolyn Leaf. I have so many things by her in my notes. I do too. <laughs> so I'm reading um, The Best You uh-huh. of hers, the book right now. Um, and it has been it's just her nuggets. Like, listen, she's way smart. Yeah. So you got to kind of filter through some of her evidence-based medicine. Cause she wants you to understand why, yeah. what her premise is. Yeah. And for, is. we've talked about her before, but for anyone that hasn't, isn't familiar, she's a neuroscientist and has been for decades, but she is a firm Christian and oh, believer firm. in Christ. So oh. how she marries those two it's are amazing. amazing. So like in the book, what's really cool is if she makes a statement about the mind, mm-hmm. she has like 10,000 Bible verses to back it up. Oh, so it's so, so cool to see. Um, and this, an article that I had read, I don't think I have it in here or anything, but the article was about the marrying of science uh-huh. and Christianity and how we separate, you know, the church yeah. separated that out so long ago, but there really is of course a there is. correlation between science, not Scientology, but science and Christianity. Um, it's just so cool. So I would encourage you as, as we go through this, she would be a great resource for you oh. to start looking into and, and yeah. dabbling in. I didn't talk, I'm not talking about her today. I'm not quoting her today. Okay. Well, I am. Okay, so there good. you go. But I'm quoting her on one of my weeks. Perfect. So, Perfect. Well, probably both of my weeks. <laughs> well, so our key verse for this series is Philippians 4, 8, and I'm going to read it in two translations. The first one is your standard. Um, not like the English standard, but like just an NIV type. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the message translation is what I always just was so drawn to. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Mm. And as we start off this entire year, we're in January of 2019, what a better message or theme for us to carry with us from now until the end of this year, which is let's think about things that are positive and not negative, the beautiful, not the ugly. Yeah. I think just trying to find the good instead of focusing on the bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that uh, John MacArthur introduces it, um, that verse. He says, the word finally indicates that Paul has arrived at the climax of his teaching of spiritual stability. Mm. The principle that he is about to relate is both the summation of all the others and the key to implementing them. The phrase dwell on these things introduces an important truth. Spiritual stability is is a result of how a person thinks. And he goes down a little bit more. He says, believers are to consider the discipline of the mind to set all things on these spirit. Or I'm sorry. Believers are to consider the qualities Paul lists in this verse and meditate on their implications. The verb form calls for habitual discipline of the mind Ugh. to set all thoughts on these spiritual virtues. 
And I love it because I, I think this is funny that he puts this in here because he goes, the Bible leaves no doubt that people's lives are a product of their thoughts, whereas the man think is so is he. But the modern counterpart to that proverb is the computer acronym G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. Oh, well, my gosh, I quoted you saying that is in one the, of these uh, weeks. Oh, no way. It's so funny. I thought I loved, I was like, yes, John, or, yeah, John MacArthur said it. <laughs> So it's legit and theologically it's legit. sound. That's exactly right. That's so funny to hear him say garbage in, garbage in. Because you think yeah. John MacArthur, you know, da, 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 garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> well, I love that you read that because I um, wanted us to also back up and see what Paul had to say in this chapter before he yes. got to the thinking thing. Or even thing. the verses before the thinking thing. Well, and that's exactly how to it. pray. Yeah. 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 So first he says, stand firm in the Lord, which mm-hmm. is a very important admonition. Um, second, he urges them to help the two women who have labored side by side with him in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I just, I threw that in there as a, how cool is that? That he's yeah. like, these two women have labored with me in the gospel help them. I almost started looking up the people that he mentioned yeah. at first, just to kind of see what the correlation of relationship Maybe in our was. Women of the Bible episode, Maybe we can address we that. Yes. Um, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, he says, rejoice. Um, and then he th- gets into the great stuff. He exhorts us to not be anxious about anything, but to in everything by prayer with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And then he reminds us that when we do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then he tells us how to think. Mm -hmm. So this whole passage is a way to release anxiety, to replace your thoughts and receive peace. And who in this day and age does not need some of that? I love that because you're, you've got Carolyn Leaf there. And that's um, when I talk about true, uh, just and pure, um, we talk a little bit about what she has to say about what you just said about peace, about how to really transform your life. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So yeah. So Caroline Leaf, as we just talked about, she had an article called toxic thoughts. Um, and I'm going to link to that, but a couple things that she said that I absolutely thought were phenomenal. We may have mentioned this at one point in a different episode about something else, but she says 75 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. Mm -hmm. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally it's an epidemic of toxic emotions and listen i that just floors me and i don't know why it's surprising but it just floors me so in the book the the best you she has a a graph and it Mm -hmm. shows how this negative thinking can lead to all of these emotional psychological issues Mm -hmm. i mean she's and and people can roll their eyes at it because it does seem so far-fetched but things from dementia and adhd and all these things that are chemically minded issues in the Mm -hmm. brain. And she talks about how, you know, if you can replace that toxicity with positivity, you can, you can defeat a lot of those issues. Just phenomenal. But the problem is, and I was, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and we, we were talking about this even last week that people want change. They just don't want to be part of the change. Right. They want you to do the change for them. They They're waiting for quick you fix. to fix it for them. Oh, I know what it was. We were, I was talking to one of my patients the other day and I work at a pain clinic mm-hmm. and I said, you know, there are patients who they just want the doctor to fix it. Mm-hmm. But then there are patients who are like, okay, the doctor's going to do this and I'm going to go here for physical therapy and then I'm going to make sure I'm not doing, you know, inflammatory foods. And then, you know, they're, they're part of the process instead of waiting for the process to just yes. happen for them. Yes. It's so key. Yeah. It's so key. Um, she also says medical research increasingly points to the fact that thinking and consciously controlling your thought life is one of the best ways, if not the best way of detoxing your brain. Mm. Um, 
And I was telling Sarah earlier, like I'm doing a like low, no carb thing just for a few days to like detox off of the complete overload that I did over the holidays. Like it was obscene. Um, and so like this is, you know, I, say what you want to about all these different diets. It's, it's not necessarily even for weight as much as it is like I needed to detox processed foods yeah. and carbs and white bread and sweets and sugar glasses of wine. Like I just, it all, did no, get, she didn't say a glass of wine, <laughs> two, two glasses, uh, yeah. um, from one bottle, but we spent, <laughs> we spent so much time detoxing our bodies, but never once think about what we need to do to detox our minds. Yes. Especially in today's day and age yes. with social media and especially. Ah, um, I love Mark Twain wrote, what a wee little part of a person's life are his acts and his words. His real life is led in his head and is known to none but himself all day long. The mill of his brain is grinding and his thoughts, not those other things are his history. Wow. Isn't that great? That's profound. I like that. Because however he's thinking is who he's going to be. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to think one way and live a whole nother way. No, you're not. You're not. So, you know, your mind yeah. It's going to dictate how you're going to be living. Absolutely. Well, and like, even speaking of like detoxing, we spend so much time. Um, like I, so I've been using this app, my fitness pal for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've used it for years mm-hmm. and the first few days of the year, like I could not get, it kept saying I was offline and data saved locally. Mm-hmm. And I Googled it and everyone has this issue evidently at the beginning of the year, every uh-huh. January, because the servers are so overloaded uh-huh. with people trying to get on these healthy bandwagons no to lose weight. So, which cracks me up. But so we spend all of this time, like, okay, start of the year, I'm going to get my body in shape, but we need to first start with our minds. Yes. We need to get our minds in shape. Yes. Um, love that. Something that Dr. Leaf says in an article called how to build mental toughness. It is so important that we spend time strengthening our minds since mental toughness and resilience will get us through difficult times and help us achieve success in every area of our lives, which sidebar, this is exactly what you talked about with Ryland Mm -hmm. and the football season and the school that he was, I mean, just strengthening his mind. When our minds are strong, we will be able to handle whatever life throws our way. We will go from just surviving to thriving. And I would be willing to bet if we were in an audience right now and asked for a show of hands, how many people feel like they're just surviving and not thriving? It would be like 90% of Everybody. I think that's so true. And because we, we have become a, um, we've become a reactor to our culture, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're reacting to what's going on instead of actively right. controlling and participating in what's going on. Yeah. We're allowing everything around us to dictate how we are going to be instead of us dictating how we're going to be. You know, what's so interesting. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because they're, um, we, I think so often wait for our emotions to tell us how we're supposed to feel. Yes. And then we, we experience the thoughts that yes. we want to have based on our emotions. So there's an article in Christianity today and a um, psychologist recounts a study that was done at a horse track. Um, I just think this is so phenomenal. And I shared this with my daughter because she's an Enneagram six mm-hmm. and she has decided that on her own now. <laughs> so funny. she's prone to more, um, not toxic thinking, but like jumping to the worst case yeah. is easier for her than it is for me. Yeah. Um, so the, he recant, the study was done at a horse track. Two psychologists who led the study found that people were much more confident in the horse that they chose immediately after they placed a bet when seconds before they were randomly selecting a horse. Once they made a public declaration by laying money down, they matched their feelings to their actions. And so the rest of the article is just talking about how 
people make a conscious choice with their mind, what they're going to do. And then their emotions catch up to it. And that's how powerful our thoughts are. Like we see it all the time. We watch the national championship game. I could give two hoots about Alabama or Clemson, Mm -hmm. but I picked a side Mm -hmm. and then I was suddenly emotionally invested in the game and like cheering. And I'm sorry, Missy, I was cheering for Clemson. Um, (laughs) Not, I mean, you know, I turned it, I I went to bed at middle of the second quarter. I don't think he cheered. He just watched. (laughs) Yeah. We were the kind of the same way. Um, but you know, you just, you make an, a decision and then you, your emotions catch up to that decision. And so that is the most powerful thing Mm -hmm. in the world. And, um, several years ago, some friends and us, some friends and I, there's three couples. We all went to a NASCAR race in Charlotte. I know this sounds totally random. I loved it. FYI. You did? I don't, I could not care less no about NASCAR. Way. I do not watch it on TV, but in person and live, it was, cool. it was the most thrilling thing I'd ever been to <laughs> at that point. But what we all did, all six of us, we individually picked a driver that we were going to support. Mm-hmm. We all bought a shirt to match that driver. And that's who we cheered for. Uh-uh. And I will tell you today at a race, if he's racing, I'm like, yeah, go on Pablo. <laughs> Because I made a choice. Because you're vested. And that's how impactful our thoughts are to how the rest of our lives are going to go. And we just don't think about our choices being part of our thoughts. Dr. Karen Leaf will talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, our choices ultimately are formed by our emotions. And um, you have to be careful about that. She will talk about how all emotions are rooted in fear or love. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I can think back to about a hundred different things. I keep talking about it because we're going to have anything to talk about that we can <laughs> lead if I do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Joyce Meyer has a lot to say about your mind. She's got a book called Battlefield of the Mind. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Have you read it? I have. I Ages ago. Okay. Ages so ago. I did it. Um, it was the first book I read on my Be Still Be Free journey. Oh. And the reason why I read it is because I had become so critically minded yeah. of, of people. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody could live up to my, I mean, it just was so critical. Yeah. overly critical. And I read that book and it was the first basis of the change in my life. It is phenomenal. So I'm going to read a couple quotes because I think these are really powerful. Um, you cannot have a positive, exciting life and a negative mind. Oh, so I know we're all waiting for positive and exciting to come along. Um, but if you have a negative mind, it's not going to happen. Um, the second one, your life will not get straightened out until your mind does. I'm sure that landed a couple different places on people. Um, And the third one is some people think they have discernment when actually they are just suspicious. Suspicion comes out of the unrenewed mind. Discernment comes out of renewed spirit. And we know discernment is like a quality of the Holy Spirit. Discernment is something that God wants us to have, to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Um, But if we have an unrenewed mind, we're just going to be suspicious and not discerning. And being around, surrounded by people who think the way the Bible encourages us to is vital as well, because misery loves company. So um, Louis did a sermon um, in December, Louis Giglio at Passion City Church, and he just was talking about, like, who is your company? And he said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Are they thinking on what Philippians says, too? Yep. Because that's going to influence you. It's so important to know that you are the average of the five closest people to you. Yeah. John says that all the time. And how they think. And like one of the things that I've loved and treasured about my friendship with Sarah is she's not one to just tell me what I want to hear. Mm -hmm. Like if I need to have a little mini party party, she'll let me have it for a minute. (laughs) But then she will speak truth gently and lovingly. um, But she will get me to flip my mindset if it needs to be flipped. And like those are the people that you need to have speaking into your life. And vice versa. I mean, you know, and that I had a situation happen um 
this past weekend, and unfortunately, it all came to a head on Sunday when I got home from taking Ryland, and there was somebody who'd taken my words and misconstrued them to a very negative level, um, and it was about my sister, which I would never be ugly about. I mm-hmm. love her, right? Mm-hmm. And and so anyways, it got back to me that this person had said this ugly stuff, and misconstrued what I had said. And I, I told my sister, I said, I don't surround myself with people like that anymore. Like I don't, yeah. this, I'm, I haven't had this happen in such a long time. It was right. such a middle school issue because I have consciously chosen not to surround myself with people who I have to worry about are going to take my words and use them for their gain mm-hmm. and cause strife between me and somebody else. And mm-hmm. don't mess with me and my sister. So since then right. she's been blocked on, I've never blocked anybody on Facebook. She has been blocked on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come between me and my family. And if you're going to stir that kind of stuff, you are not good for me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I need from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a, it's a one and done. Yeah. And you need to, I think we need to be more that we way with the people in our lives. Do. You know, somebody told me the day they feel bad, um, when they unfollow, you know, cause you can unfollow on Facebook. But still be person, friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you feel bad about that? And they're like, I don't know. I just feel bad. So first of all, that other person doesn't know it, but it's your Facebook account. So if there's somebody that causes you to have a negative feeling oh on a regular basis, every time you see their post, that's the Holy Spirit moving inside of you saying, that's not good for you. Right. That's your conscience. That's a, that's I, a thing going on. I cannot tell you. I don't know the number. It's in the tens of maybe 50 or more people that I have unfollowed on Facebook because of toxic negativity. Yes. And I will continue to unfollow and um, remain friends with. So if you're trying to send me a message, I will get it. But like, I'm not seeing your stuff. And I think that's a good litmus test. Go back to your own personal timeline. Mm -hmm. If the last week's worth of things that you've posted are negative, Mm -hmm. you probably need a mindset renewal. Yes. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you can listen. It is a lot of hard work. I'm not going to lie, but, but the best things happen in life are worth our hard work and they're worth Mm -hmm. every minute of it. I mean, I've, I, this, again, I think the reason this is very passionate to me is because I've been through this. This was my be still be free journey. This is why God took me into a place Mm -hmm. of, of, quietness and confinement mm-hmm. because he needed me to learn how to have positive thoughts in life. Absolutely. So, um, David Guzik, a commentator on the Bible says much of the Christian life comes down to the mind. Romans 12, two speaks of the essential place of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And second Corinthians 10, five speaks of the importance of casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing everything every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What we choose to meditate on matters. So, I mean, there's just, and the science is out there to prove it. The Bible is out there to prove it. Uh, Jonathan Edwards puts it this way. The ideas and images in men's minds are the invisible powers that constantly govern them. That's a source unknown. Thus is it, it is crucial for each of us to bring our thought life into submission to Jesus Christ by learning to think biblically about every aspect of life. One of the most helpful things I have learned about the Christian life is that it all sin begins in our thoughts, which mm-hmm. the Bible often calls the heart. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And like Sarah alluded to this or mentioned it briefly, like about me and silver linings. And I will always try to find the silver lining in something. And I think sometimes people assume that that means that you're naive, that you're ignorant, that you're keeping your head in the sand and not being a realist mm-hmm. and, um, you know, not facing facts, but that's for, at least for me, that's not the case. Like if there's a situation in life that is really frustrating or difficult or hard or painful, 
I just, I find myself sitting at a crossroads where I'm like, okay, I can focus on how hard and how bitter it is, or I can take all of how hard it is and give it to the Lord and trust that he's going to do something with it or show me what to do with yep. it. Um, but choose that in the end, there's going to be hope and there's going to be good and there's going to be love that comes forward from it. And so it's, this is what we're talking about. A does not negate pain. No, it does not negate difficulty in life at all. But B, it doesn't mean that if you choose to think about things differently, and if you choose to focus on them in this flip-flop way that the Bible tells us to, it doesn't mean that you're naive. And it doesn't mean that you're ignorant or pretending that things aren't the way that they are. You're not denying the reality of things when they happen. You, Mm -hmm. You are very in tune with the reality of what's going on. It's just the way you choose to set your mind on those things is different. It's, it's just like what we talked about last week with Ryland. I said, you're going to go through hard times. Mm -hmm. That's just part of life adversity is right i'm not going to protect you from that either that's right but i had to find the nuggets Mm -hmm. i had to find the silver linings it was you know i mean so many amazing things happened in a very unfortunate situation i had to look at the amazing things i had to focus on the amazing things because to go back to the negative was gonna it stifles you Mm -hmm. and it's really i think that's the spiritual warfare part, because if satan can get you to be stifled to never move forward then you stay in that constant despair, the constant lack of peace, the constant lack of any hope. Mm-hmm. And he wins. And that is not living free. No. What, what kind of abundant life is that? That's not what I want. And that's not what Jesus died on the cross no. to give me or resurrected himself. Like that is not what we're here for. Yeah. It, when I started this with the, um, like with the, the book in my early thirties, the spiritual warfare book, um, I literally was in a place where I could feel the Holy Spirit saying to me, that is not how Jesus sees people. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't figure out why that was always my first thing. And so I had to put truth in, right? I had to become a student of Mm -hmm. what I was trying to fix because you don't just fix it. You have to be a student of it. Not that God can't just deliver you, Mm -hmm. but he says to study his word. Right. Right. And so to study his word means you become a student of. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't just becoming a student of the Bible. It was becoming a student of resources that could put the good in. Even now, like if, if I've gone a while where I haven't gone outside for a walk, I po- I listen to podcasts while mm-hmm. I walk and Craig Rochelle's one of my favorite ones. I listen to almost every one of his sermon series. I know how I feel when I get done exercising, when I've listened to a podcast and how I feel when I haven't listened to a podcast. Yeah. Like if I get on the Peloton and I'm just doing a 30 minute workout and I'm watching the Peloton, it's just different Mm -hmm. than if I go outside and have 30 minutes just put stuff in. Yeah. That's what I do um, with worship music. I have a playlist I keep adding to. It's like three hours long right Mm now of just worship music that to me speaks such truth that I need to like just marinate my brain in. Um, and I'll be like, no, I need to exercise, but like, I need to be outside. I need to go for a walk. I need to get that music in. I need, I need some time to worship because I've spent so much time praying about the same thing that it's become an idol. Right. So now I need to just worship God for who he is. That's right. That's what I, that's what happens with me all the time. And that's okay. Um, I love one other thing, uh, McLaren, McLaren's exposition. And we were talking about how people just don't see how it's all working. You know, that your thoughts are a big deal. There are hosts of people whose thoughts are just hooked on to one another by the slightest links of accidental connection and who scarcely ever have put a strong hand upon them or coerced them into order or decided what they're going to let come into their minds and what to keep out. Mm. And I thought just when you say that hooked onto one another by the slightest links of accidental connection, negative thoughts 
don't have to be life ending things that happen. They're accidental hooks and links and Mm -hmm. and this little negative person here and this little negative person there. It could be 20 different little negative things that happen in a day that you allowed to link together that form this thing in your mind. Yes. Well, um, what I'm really excited about is we're splitting up. So mm-hmm. that Philippians verse, we're splitting up so we can help tackle these little links yeah. and like keep them from forming this long chain. And um, it's going to be fun to see why Paul picked these words. Yes. So we're going to spend a week talking about true and honest and a week talking about just and pure and then lovely and good report and all the, the other yeah. words. So that's how we're going to kind of split it up. And you had said something about putting in truth. And I'm so excited you said that because I can't wait to share next oh, week gosh. about what it means to think on things that are true and what it means to think on things that are honest. And they sound like they're the same but they're not the same. I'm so excited about it. They're separated as two different words for a reason. That's awesome. Okay. Well, let's get with it. Let's Let's pray us out and and we'll start recording for our next time. All right. We pray us. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the truth that you give us and the resources in order to live a truly free life in you. And I just pray that um, as we go into 2019, that Be Still Be Free listeners will band together and commit their thoughts and their their minds over to you, dear Lord, and that we'll let ourselves be filled with the truth and the goodness of Christ and his word. And in your name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.